Welcome to the Brand Builders Love Podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, creator of Brand Builders Academy and the Amplify Accelerator. Right here on this podcast, we'll inspire you to become a bold and powerful voice in the world and claim your space with confidence. You can be bold and go against the grain to become the creative rebel you want to be. Forget average, it's time to level up. Hello, my lovely. How are you? I hope that you are doing well. This is my first week back from holiday, which is obviously why it's titled Three Business Lessons from my recent Thailand holiday. So I was in Thailand for two full weeks, 14 days. It was amazing. I lay by a pool, read books, ate too much food and did nothing for two weeks and got a solid, solid tan, I'm going to say. It's been about three years since I've been able to do that. So it felt luxurious and it felt fabulous. And uh, we had batched loads of episodes before I left. So I'm feeling excited to be talking to you and uh, and sharing some of the business lessons that I learned. You know something, you can. I feel like as a business owner, I don't know about you, but I can never turn my brain off to lessons I learn along the way when it comes to business and the things I see. And so there were a few things that happened and a few things that we did. And as I was in it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a good lesson for the podcast. (laughs) See, I'm always thinking about you. So that's what we're going to talk about today, uh, the three lessons. But listen, two things, two things I need you to know right now before we dive in is that the week that this episode is going live, Courageously You Doors Are Open, which is all about how you make your brain, your mindset and your thinking an asset and not an adversary. Yeah. So make your brain a friend, not a foe. Stop fighting against yourself and learn the science behind your brain and how you can start to really shift it to do the bigger things that you want. So you can go to suzechadwick.com forward slash courageously dash you, or you can just go to the website. You'll be able to find it there as well. But if you head to suzechadwick.com forward slash courageously one word with a dash you, and you can come and join us right now. So we start next week. It's eight weeks. It's an audio and group coaching program. So I'm like, it's low maintenance. You need about an hour a week to be able to get through it and it will be life-changing. I'm just going to say it, business and life-changing. And there's some pretty awesome concepts in there that I'm going to be teaching that even as I've already shared them, people are like, what? Mind blown. So (laughs) there's your little teaser. Come and join me in Courageously You. Just DM me if you've got any questions or you can't find it or anything like that. The second thing is... Now is the time to get your Magnetic Mastery event tickets for the 23rd of November. It's like creeping up on us. It's like six slash seven weeks away. It is a full day all about you, masterminding with other people, diving into what you want your business to be in 2023 and bringing your magnetism to life in a big, bold, incredible way. So, you absolutely need to grab your ticket to that. Head to suzechadwick.com forward slash MM for Magnetic Mastery and grab your ticket. So you can grab your ticket to the day event and then you can grab your ticket to the Bold Business Party, which is in the evening and come along to that as well. It's going to be a shing ding. I'm just going to say it. It's a big shing ding. Three course meal, DJ all night, cocktails, 
photo booths, like it's a proper party. You know, the parties that we used to go to that were amazing and I feel like they're just not around anymore for entrepreneurs. That's the kind of party I'm throwing. So if you are into fun, next level, awesome, amazing parties and incredible one-day transformation events, <laughs> you're not going to want to miss Magnetic Mastery and the Bold Business Christmas Party. So head to sischadwick.com forward slash MM. Grab your ticket now. We've got people flying in for from overseas, from interstate. So my Melbourne crew, you need to represent as well. I want to see you there. I want to sell this baby out and I want to have an incredible day and night with you. So that is what's happening. Get onto it. You will not want to miss it. But without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Okay, so the three lessons that we're going to talk about today are, I'm just going to quickly share them with you and then we're going to go into the stories and a bit of background, is number one, getting really comfortable with being around sales, people selling to you, and how you think about people selling to you will also impact the way that you sell. That's lesson number one we're going to talk about. The second things is doing things the hard way. So not learning, not exploring, not developing your skills and continuing to do things the hard way. Even when people tell you easier ways to do it. And the third thing we're going to talk about is lux over low quality products. Whether you choose to treat yourself to something that is luxe as opposed to things that are low quality. So little sneak peek, those are the three things we're going to go through today. So I think that every business owner needs these lessons. So I wanted to make sure that I shared them with you and the stories that go along with them. So story number one is that when we were in Thailand, and I'm so used to it. I've been to Thailand so many times. It was the first place I ever went when I was like 19, 20, when I traveled overseas by myself. Uh, I got married there. I've been many, many times. So I'm really used to the culture there. So if you've ever been to Thailand, and I know, I think Bali, from what I've heard, is kind of a little bit similar, is that you'll be walking down the street and there will be tailors, so as in people who make suits and dresses, and also shop owners that will stand on the street and restaurant owners that will stand on the street and they'll be like, come in, can I interest you in a suit? How are you today? You know, would you like to come and check out what we've got? Are you thinking about shopping today? You know, do you need some new dresses or some new thongs or whatever it is? And my kids had like a visceral reaction to it. They were just like, that's so rude. That's so uncomfortable. And I found this fascinating. I think because I'm so used to it and I expect it and I've been there a million times before. And so to me, it was just something that I shrugged off. I'm like, no, thanks. Not today. Hi there. And so I would engage with them, but there was no expectation on my part, as in I didn't feel obligated to go into the shop. I didn't feel obligated to say yes. I just didn't think anything of it. What I actually thought was that's what they do. And if I need something and I am interested, then I'll say yes to it. And I thought that this was exactly how the entrepreneurial space operates. And you've got people who have visceral reactions 
two people selling and you've got other people that totally understand how it all works, that we're all here to run businesses, make money, create opportunities, work with clients. And that is what having a business is. And so I'm always really fascinated by business owners who feel really displeased is the word I'm going to use, displeased with other people selling. Like they're salesy or they've sent too many emails or, you know, they're sharing what they have on their socials and that's not what you should be doing. There's just an opinion there. So I was asking my kids, I said, but they're business owners and if And that's something that they culturally, so it's part of their culture, that's what they're used to doing. And so why are you so offended by it? They've got families to support, they've got businesses to run, they've got things to sell. And so for them, they're thinking, well, if I engage with you, you might be somebody who's interested in what I have here. And my kids were just like, but they should wait for us to come. And I said, but what if nobody comes if they're waiting? You know, when you're on holidays is a very transient population where people are there for a week or two and then they're gone. And so there's not an opportunity to build a brand. There's not an opportunity to build customer relationships. The only way in that market that they're in is to try and drum up conversations on the street, which like I said, I was totally fine with. And so my kids had a lot of beliefs and opinions based on them being here in Australia. We live next door to one of the biggest shopping centres in the Southern Hemisphere, Chadston. And obviously that's not something that they see at all. That's not something that they're used to. It's not something that they think is okay. And so my question and the lesson here is what beliefs do you have What do you think is acceptable and that's not acceptable that's potentially stopping you from seeing an opportunity? Stopping you from doing two things. Number one, supporting another business who is selling and selling, you know, like with integrity in the right way and all the rest of it. Interesting because what does the right way mean? But supporting another business that's selling and seeing it as that's so great that they're selling. Well done them. Like, That's what we're here to do is to serve our customers and to make money and to be able to run businesses for the long haul. Because at the end of the day, if we don't make the offer, how are people going to know that we have this thing that they can be part of, that we have this thing that they can buy? And so I just want to encourage you to take a look at your own mindset around sales. And we were having a conversation in my mastermind group about this as well, is that you know, sometimes when people unsubscribe when you're in a launch, when some when some people unsubscribe when you send them a sales email. So they're fine with getting all of the free content from you, but don't you dare sell to them. Like that's not what they signed up for. And so I just really want you to think about, are you open and encouraging to people who sell and run their business and want to grow their business Or do you have a certain way that you think that it should happen? And when it doesn't happen that way, you feel offended 
or you just think that they're wrong in the way that they're doing it. So for me, when I see somebody selling or making their offer, I'm like, you go girl, high five, you know, well done. Like, what did they do? I'm so interested in how they sold and I'm interested in their success and I'm interested that they're doing really well. Or maybe I see a message and I think, oh, you know, there's probably a better message that they could be using because I know that they're really great. And so I'm always curious I'm always curious about the way people sell, what they sell, how they go, rather than it being a personal attack on me that they have made me an offer. Now, I do obviously want to caveat this with the fact that you don't want to be somebody who's pestering somebody in the DMs and constantly following up and being aggressive in the way that you do it. But I rarely see that. I'm just going to say it. I rarely see it. And so if I've come into somebody's world, like I start following them on Instagram or I sign up for a webinar, a freebie for their weekly email that they send out, whatever it is, I know that they're going to share with me what it is that they have. But the thing is, is that I signed up because it's of interest to me. That's something that I might want to get better at. That's a problem I might want to solve. And so I'm open to them telling me about what it is that they have. So lesson number one and question number one is, what is your belief around selling? How do you receive other people sharing what they have and making the offer? And does that impact the way that you sell? Because if you're offended by other people selling, I'm guessing that you're not comfortable potentially with selling yourself. And so the question is, what beliefs do I need to change around how I see other people building their business, growing their revenue, growing their clients? And is there anything I can learn from that to help me grow my business and be more open to the fun and the joy and the opportunity of sharing what I have more and more? And so when I spoke to my kids about it, I'm like, It's just, you've just got to think about them and the fact that they are trying to support their business, their families, et cetera. It's not, it's nothing personal on you and we need to be okay with that. And so I said, if you just changed your thought about it, it would change how you feel about them offering that service, that product to us. And so we had a really good discussion about it, that we have preconceived ideas and that sometimes in our culture, because that's what it was, If it's not okay in our culture, we then project that negative belief onto somebody else who's just doing their own thing and making a living. So that was lesson number one that I wanted to share with you. And I thought that that was such an interesting reflection from my kids. The second lesson and observation that I made was that I have got SNS nails. So it's like gel. It's a bit like acrylics. It's something that has to be soaked off. This is such a girly episode. Uh, It's something that has to be soaked off and it just comes off really easily. So I wanted to get my nails done when I was in Thailand and I went to one of the nail shops and she was trying to scrape it off. And I said to her, 
if you just give me some of the acetone, so some of the nail polish remover, and you put it in a little bowl, I'll just soak it and it'll come off. And she was like, no, 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 no. This is kind of how we do it. And can I tell you, she took about three times as long, but I just decided she didn't want to listen. We were already underway. I wanted to get my nails done and I thought I'm just going to leave her to do it. But I tried to tell her like two times that there was an easier way for her to do it that would take less time and would be much easier to do. But anyway, she wasn't interested. So I sat there and she just like scraped, scraped, scraped away at my nails. We eventually got there. I eventually got my new nail polish on and all the rest of it. But I did sit there and I thought, isn't it interesting that I'm telling her there's an easier way, but she's just not interested in listening. And I wonder how many times we continue to do things the really hard way that takes three times as long, that costs us more money, that costs us more time, that is more difficult. And we just stay fixed in that, in the way that we want to do it, because we're not willing to actually explore doing things a better way. And I remember having a client years ago, and we were talking about how we could automate her business more to get more time back, get more time back in her business, make the brand experience and the process so much easier for her clients. And she was just, she was just not interested at all. She was, she was like, this is how I do it. I feel like this is the way I need to do it. I think that I can give my customers a better experience when I do it manually. And, you know, I don't want to pay for that additional tech. And even when I said to her, but if we take a look at how long it takes you to do this thing and we calculate what your hourly rate is or what you would be earning if you were being paid for that time, it's like, you know, the cost of the software is one hundredth of what you would be earning if you were spending that time in a revenue generating activity. But she wasn't interested in that, which you can only tell people. And if they accept it, they accept it. And if they don't, they don't. But one thing I just want you to think about is what is really hard in business right now? What feels really difficult for you? What is taking up an incredible amount of time? What might be something that is frustrating for you? And the question is, what have you done that you can say, I have really looked into how to fix that. I've looked into how to save time, even if I have to invest a little bit more money to do it. I have taken that problem and I have looked to solve it. And I think one of the thoughts that goes with this a lot of the time is it's easier for me to do it myself. And this was something that came up in one of the groups uh, that I, one of my programs as well the other day was, asking a question about why you don't hire a VA. And so some of the things are, I just find it easier to do it myself. I find the time it would take me to train somebody up like too, too long, too difficult. I could be just doing it myself. And so I think it's so interesting how sometimes we will spend time doing things that we don't need to do when there's really an opportunity for us to get time back in our business and for us to hand over things that we don't need to do to somebody else who is so much better at it. I always say that, you know, my VA and the VAs that I've had in the past do things so much quicker than I do, do things so much better than I do because that's their skill set. 
And so I just really want you to think about what is hard, what is difficult, what is frustrating, what is it that you're still doing that you really know deep down is so something you should not be doing. (laughs) Okay. So have a think about that because I just found that example of my nail technician where I was really trying to help her to have a, you know, to have a better day, to do it quicker. And honestly, for me to have a better experience, just not something she was interested in. And I think another thing that you can do is ask your clients, is there anything that you find clunky or that doesn't work when it comes to us working together? I think we can be scared to ask that question. And I think that sometimes when we ask that question, we can actually then improve our service to our clients because it may be little niggly things that we have not thought about that they would actually really love as well. So I'm currently working with somebody at the moment. One thing that drives me nuts is the amount of emails. I'm just like, oh my God, this would be so much better in Slack or Asana where All the emails, all the files, all the projects are in one place instead of me constantly searching for where I can find where we had that discussion. So ask your clients what could be better, but also think about what you need to let go of and what maybe you need to listen to in order to make your business better and to be more efficient, have a better brand experience, make more money, get more time back, all the good things, all of the good things. So that was lesson number two. And lesson number three is lux versus average options. So one of the things that we wanted to do on this holiday was just chill. We didn't want to sightsee. We didn't want to do anything. Also because we've been to Thailand so many times, this wasn't our first rodeo. And so we're like, we don't need to see another temple. We don't need to see another Buddha. We went to the night markets one night, which was super fun and beautiful. Although don't go with men or your son if you want to actually like really enjoy it is the lesson that I learned for that one. But what we did is that uh, we were looking at, say, a day trip somewhere. And so my husband knows me so well. He's like, we can either go on this boat um, and these are the things that happen. Otherwise, there's this really gorgeous luxury boat and it's a bit more, but you, you know, these are the stop-offs. This is what you do. It's got a full buffet lunch. Uh, you know, we get dropped off here. They do like a full-on DJ, a dance party at the end of it, which I've that just sold me every time, which is why the bold Christmas party. I'm just like, why would you not come? It's going to be a party. We're going to be dancing. It's going to be amazing. And so I just said to him, yes, let's book that. Like instead of looking at lots of different options that are lower priced, that are not the experience that you want, when you're going to be spending your time and your hard-earned money on something, why would you not buy something that's high quality over something that's low quality? And I think about this when I think about business, yeah? So why would I buy lots of small courses that teach me bits and pieces instead of investing in something more substantial like a bigger program or a coach or a mastermind where I'm going to pay more, but I'm going to get a luxe experience. I'm going to get a tailored approach. I'm going to get more one-on-one support. I'm going to be in there for a longer period of time. Like I'm going to value myself more and I'm going to make this work instead of buying 10 $500 programs or 10 $300, you know, 
$800 programs. Why would I not just go and spend $5,000 or $10,000 on this thing that I want? Yeah. And so the first thing I know that some people are going to be thinking, Suze, I don't have that kind of money. And so the other thing I want to say is when you add up the amount of money that you've spent on low quality or low price, low ticket items, whether it's courses or whatever else you've spent money on, I just want you to really be honest and think, well, how much have I spent? Like a while ago, I remember sharing that I actually have a running spreadsheet that I've had since 2015 and every year I input what program I've signed up to, what support I have, whether it's a coach or a program, how much it is. And then I have a running tally of how much I've invested in myself. By this stage, it's like well over $100,000. And yes, it did take me a few years to be able to invest more in myself, but I have become smarter with the tech that I have in my business. So I'm saving money there. I also don't buy low priced products. So I've got more money to spend on something that is higher quality because at the end of the day, I want to invest in myself, my brain, my business with really high quality and tailored support for myself. And so I think that even if you're not there right now, it's something to think about for the future. Instead of being in a low priced product mindset, when it comes to investing in yourself and your business, ask yourself, what does Lux look like for me? What would me feeling fully supported look like? What do I need to learn and what is something I could join that is comprehensive, that is supported, where I get coached, that sort of thing. And so I really want you to be thinking about how you go about thinking about the way you invest in yourself. And so even as, you know, we start to update BBA, which has been Brand Builders Academy and is now going to be the Bold Business Academy, so it's still BBA, but that's going to change. And so we're going from just an eight week live round model to now you get in for 12 months and you get monthly coaching and you get additional support because I'm like, how can we make this a more luxe experience for our clients? How can we make this a luxe experience so that they get like the results that they want and the results I want them to have. And so always looking at how you not only make your products and services better, but also how you make it a better experience for your clients and yourself as well. So those were the three lessons that I learned whilst on holidays in Thailand, thinking about you and what I could share with you. So the first one was obviously around your sales mindset and how you look at the way other people sell. And if you have a negative sales mindset about other people selling, it might be holding you back from actually selling what you have in a really positive, fun and engaging way. The second thing is constantly learning about how to do things better and being open to doing things in a different way and investing the time to have other people do things for you so that you can free up your time to do revenue generating work. And the third one is lux over low price. Treat yourself, yeah, invest in yourself. Really think about how you budget within your business. So for me, I always have a budget for my own brain, for my own training, for my own development. 
and that is something that is separate to my operating expenses as well. So I'm always taking a look at what do I want to invest in myself? What am I focusing on? What do I need to learn and who do I want to support me? So those were the three lessons. What did you think? Did you get something out of that? DM me, let me know. I want to I wanna hear. Feel free to share this episode if you got something out of it. And remember, if you want to change your thinking about all of that, then come and join me in Courageously You. Can't wait to dive in and grab your ticket for Magnetic Mastery on the 23rd of November and come and have a boogie with me on the dance floor as well as having an incredible transformational day as well. So I cannot wait to see you there. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.